going out across the western spiral arm of the galaxy. This is KGDN, and now, Newsertainment. So, yeah, anyway, this is the show as is, and here is the intro jingle. News, 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 attainment. See, it was a quick version of the jingle, but at the same time with a little extra flourish, just for all you people that listen to my jingle. Um, so yes, anyway, uh, I suppose we should go for the top story of the night, which is um, <clears throat> this terrible bloody war that nobody's talking about. <clears throat> uh, according to the Boy Scouts of America, the Girl Scouts of America have started a war. <sighs> what is it good for? Selling cookies, I guess. I don't know. I honestly don't know what either of the organisations do for people, apart from, I guess, give young people something to do. Uh, but yeah, anyway, this is because the Scouts of America, who were formerly the Boy Scouts of America, because you see they dropped the Boy Scouts unanimously in 2017 because they decided to not be quite so, um, well, gendered. Because, you know, you've got trans people and people who are non-binary people and... Basically, there's a long list of reasons why it was possibly right after, you know, about 100 years to make it scouts of whatever country, America. I mean, there's scouts over here. Uh, in fact, over here, they're referred to as the scouts and the girl scouts. I, I, but yeah, anyway, once the boy scouts of America rebranded themselves to being just the scouts, uh, the girl scouts organisation, not the girl scouts as individual members, got rather um, grouchy about it. Uh, claiming that their copyright was being infringed, which is ridiculously weird because the whole point of the Girl Scouts was it was formed as the distaff counterpart to the Boy Scouts. So it's not really so much a, if anyone's infringing on copyright and, you know, the original idea of the Scouts. I mean, it's all of the American Scout organisations. I'm pretty sure it was um, set up by Robert Baden Powell, but that's beside the point. The point is, is that the Girl Scouts decided to, well, lawyer up, and we're now two years hence. Oh, sorry, it was 2018 when the Boy Scouts removed boys from the boys' requirement from its recruitment program. Everyone should have been like, yay, equality, but the Girl Scouts were like, boo, because they might join the Boy Scouts instead. Um, so, yeah, the uh, Boy Scouts have been recruiting both genders and according to the Girl Scouts that's mean that parents have been bamboozled into joining the Scouts of America rather than the Girl Scouts of America I mean to be honest I think both groups should join together in some kind of unholy abomination that will roll out and I don't know kill all the adults I don't pay attention I'm pretty much I think I might have confused the Scouts with uh, Children of the Corn um by the way, Children of the Corn, one of those underrated, weird, like, films that, you know, it's a weird classic. It's definitely weird, though. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the um, Girl Scouts feel that uh, their brand's being eroded, eroded, uh, calling the move uniquely damaging to them, and filed a lawsuit um, for trade um, right infringement. 
Um, but the um, they have recently basically filed further. Um, and sorry, I'll read this the right way through rather than trying to describe it myself. Uh, last month, lawyers acting on behalf of the Boy Scouts, uh, formerly Boy Scouts, now Scouting Gnag or whatever, asked a judge to throw out the lawsuit, which suggested it could not use the terms Scouts or Scouting in its recruitment material pertaining to the gender of girls. So basically it could describe Scouts or Scouting for boys, but would have to come up with an entirely newly gendered version of uh, recruitment material for its female or, you know, female-aligned members, which is just... <sighs> it's tiring. It's also 2020 appropriate, so, you know, 02020 appropriate. Hurrah! Um, uh, yeah. The Girl Scouts describe the new recruitment programme as highly damaging to its organisation, having caused an explosion of confusion among parents. Um, this is possibly because there are actually some all-girl scout troops uh, of the formerly boys-only scout organisation uh, across the United States, um, allegedly including Troop 7272 from... Uh, California. I think that's what CA means. I lose track. I only remember the initials of individual states when it's election time and election time has passed. I had to I've purged that from my mind um, since, you know, the Electoral College has decided that the election happened as the election happened. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, a statement released uh, yesterday by the Boy Scouts said that uh, this was not only an inaccurate uh, inaccurate, but was uh, had no legally admissible um, instance of um, mass confusion about the gender of the organisation they're going to, because the Girl Scouts of America are still referred to as the Girl Scouts. The formerly Boy Scouts of America organisation is legally still called Boy Scouts of America, but they trade as just, well, the Scouts or Scouting America or whatever the thing is. Anyway, so this is a litigious war. Uh, I lied to you all when I was talking about there being an actual war. I mean, technically, I did say a war, technically, that I was covering on tonight's show in the um, pre-thing that I got Pat to, you know, read out because, you know. Anyway, the point is, is that um, the silly islanders got really mathematically silly this year when they spotted a whale who they have called Pie as in the mathematical thing. So, for future reference, for all children and maths teachers out there, when they're talking about pi r squared, it's this whale times the radius squared. I think that's how that worked. I am kind of... Con I haven't done that kind of level of mathematics in a while. But yeah, uh, it was a humpback whale. Um, it appeared off of St Mary's. Um, not to be confused with St Mark's or St Joseph's or anyone else uh, on Christmas Eve and it's been cruising around there every day just a few hundred metres from the shore since then um, I've probably missed it um, but yeah it was uh, nicknamed after a local photographer called Martin Goody um, who called it Pi after the life of Pi oh, turned out it wasn't nothing to do with a mathematical equation 
I am waiting for the um, inspiration to strike strike me on in terms of mathematics then. Um, over in the US, um, the weird yellow man who is still somehow in the White House, because you guys have an incredibly overly long transition period. Seriously, over here, next day after the election, we get rid of the incumbent. You guys, it's months of waiting and hoping that the loser fucks off. I mean, leaves honourably. I mean, no, I do mean fuck off. I mean, for fuck's sake. Anyway, uh, Trump has failed to sign an economic relief bill into law, which means that, well, millions of people are not getting their unemployment benefits. Um, the package, which is worth 900 billion, or if you want to have real money, it's 665 billion pounds. Though not really, because we go by the American billion thing, so it's more 665,000 million. Um, yeah, I'm in a mood today. I, I've had a bit of a bad Christmas week, as has indeed the editor. Um, but yeah. Trump says that he wants to give people bigger one-off payments, which definitely sounds like Trump, and that he wants to give people a claim for bigger package, which is actually smaller in, you know, uh, retrospect. Um, this week has also seen the death of George Blake, who was a Soviet Cold War spy and also an MI6 officer. Uh, he died in Russia. Um, but yeah. That's because he was a double agent who, you know, fucked over the Brit the British agents across uh, Eastern Europe. Forty of them, to be precise. He was jailed in London in 1960, but escaped in 1966 because, well, frankly, most Soviet um, um, Cold War era espionage operations seem to be just hilariously inco incompetent on both sides, um, including a whole, like, incredibly intricate thing involving umbrellas and murdering things. Um, I suppose I actually know before I get to the actual top story of the night, sort of, uh, I'm gonna go on about how Boris Johnson fucked up Christmas for like millions of people and that he decided the day before Christmas Eve when you know people had plans to change the plans and make vast swathes of the country practically immediately tier four despite the fact that there's no fucking good reason for it but yes anyway uh boris johnson is nowhere near my christmas list i mean he wasn't on my christmas list anyway he's a twat but still in other boris nonsense uh nonsense boris johnson related news there was a last minute christmas eve brexit deal which well frankly um it's several hundred pages long and I haven't gotten around to reading it yet. I haven't even bothered diving too deeply into the 35 page summary which basically the fishing industries have all been fucked over but at the same time the fishing industries are collectively about 0.1% of our collective economies. Um, the City of London's rather pissed because well it also fucks them over quite a bit which you know is a big part of our industry. Uh, Boris Johnson is hailing it as a great victory because it's taken him, it's taken four and a half fucking years to get to this point and apparently people are in need of a victory. The Labour Party, being the Labour Party at the moment, have said that they're going to vote for it. Um, although, that said, some of the Labour Party people say 
a thin agreement that does not provide adequate protections for jobs, manufacturing, financial services or workplace rights and is not the deal the government promised. Although, frankly, if you're going to do, do with what Boris Johnson promised, then, well, the NHS should be a lot better well off right now. And it won't be, so, you know, that was kind of a given. But, uh, yeah, over Christmas and probably right now, various bureaucrats and people have essentially been, you know, pushing it through in the various places. So here in the UK and over in, you know, that continent that used to belong to. It was nice. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being able to travel over there. Um, but yeah, according to Pretty Patel, the Brexit deal is going to make the UK safer because we're going to be more of a twat to people who want to come over here for whatever fucking reason. Um, although that said, as previously mentioned on this show, uh, well, the uh, whole information security, like, you know, exchange system is now gone because that's a European part of the thing that's not really been put into place by the New Deal. So, you know, we're going to be slightly fucked. That said, uh, today both Jersey and Guernsey, um, which if I were really drunk, I would probably struggle to differentiate between the two. Sober, I struggle to differentiate between the two. They're quite similar places in that they're both we're island protectorates in the channel, but whatever. They both back the Brexit deal. So, you know, we've got their vote, which practically nobody cares about. Uh, I think sucks the island where the two Barclay twins live. That's about all I know. Uh, according to the head of Tesco, there's only going to be a very modest price increase on food in Tesco. So that means that if you're on the borderline economically, you're only very modestly screwed and not just completely utterly fucked. So, you know, good news. Um, the European health card thing is going to be phased out, but apparently it's going to be replaced. Um, uh, no, it's just a mess. Um, yeah, basically, the it, it's a mess. Essentially, if you have that travel card, which I have a fairly new travel card, it will, despite the fact that the expiration date says later, expire on the 31st. Uh, in fact, the whole uh, deal might fall through, seeing as basically everyone's voting for it on the 30th, which is the day before the day where it like all comes to an end and pretty much everything seems to have just been written on the back of a napkin a very small napkin uh, not even a napkin you, you know those like squares of like toilet roll that you like might use to like um, stem any bleeding when you're like shaving and you're incompetent at shaving because you're just terrible as a person well it's pretty much been written on the back of that so a lot of the details seem to have been skipped it's a long document sure but there seems to be stuff that's been left missing. Yeah, I, I might be a bit too cynical for covering, like, this random stuff today. So, you know, there's that. Um, there will be issues about um, driving in Europe as well, seeing as from the 1st of January, most UK drivers will mostly be able to use their normal driving licence to drive in the European Union for short visits, but there are exceptions where you will then be required if you can drive um, I still am legally not entitled to because I haven't actually passed the test I can drive I'm just not legally permitted to drive uh, anyway um, the point is that there will have to be a so-called 
international driving permit, which uh, good news is that you can buy from the post office for five pounds and fifty pence. You know, it's slightly more than a decent pint of beer, but at the same time, it's also a horrendous amount of money if you're just wanting to drive in another country. Um, but yeah, the exceptions are people who only have a paper license, uh, who don't have a photo card, as well as those from Gibraltar, which needs to be sorted out still, again, back of a napkin, uh, Guernsey, Jersey, or the Isle of Man. Um, I don't know if the Isle of Man has decided they like the deal or not, but basically, yeah, if you live in Guernsey or Jersey and you listen to the show, firstly, hi, thanks for listening to the show, and secondly, go to the post office if you want to drive pretty much anywhere else. Um, but yeah, also check with the, your, the embassy of the country you're going to go to, um, or just buy the damn international driving permit. I have no particular cares on this one. Um, Northern Ireland are mixed on the deal, which is a mess which has basically made Northern Ireland somewhat separate. Although, on the plus side, if you do live in Northern Ireland, then good news, you're still part of the Erasmus scheme if you want to go to, like, a foreign university. For the rest of um, the UK, bad news, you are no longer eligible for Erasmus. There's going to be a new version of it called... Oh, I think it's somewhere in my notes somewhere. Hang on a minute. Um, oh, it's somewhere. I don't really... As you can see, I'm kind of just like phoning it in. It's a thing. Look, you're gonna. There's gonna be a. Oh wait, no. Um, it was the guy from, uh, you know, uh, played by uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. The um, touring. It's gonna be called the Touring Project. See, I've remembered it with my own memory. It's I know terrible, but yeah. Anyway, um, that's gonna be the replacement because apparently Erasmus was too expensive. So us paying for our own equivalent of that rather expensive program with our own incredibly expensive program is going to save us money somehow. I haven't seen the um, arithmetic. Um, Michael Gove has said that we and the UK and the European Union are going to have a special relationship, which I assume means we're going to be dragged into wars that Europe, the European Union goes into without necessarily any say-so on the British domestic part. I mean, that's how the Britain-US special relationship goes, so I just assume that's the code that stands for all special relationships. Um, now I'm going to do the um, brief Queen's message bit, because, you know, that's what I've been looking forward to. Anyway, um, due to my incredibly secretive sources in, um, well, Buckingham Palace, um, I mean, I don't want to brag. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows the guy that knows another guy that um hang on i need a chart anyway uh, that doesn't matter the point is is that we've got the very special deleted extras from the queen's speech one's humble subjects might have been struggling over these past 12 months of fuckery by boris i can i really say this this is the app okay as long as you're sure philip one misses the times when, well, I had, well, John, uh, John Major, or fucking Blair right now. I mean, I like Blair, but 
Frankly, he was a bit of a disaster for the country, but I liked him. He knocked up Cherie Booth in, you know, one of my palaces one time. That's right. The youngest Blair child. Thanks to me. I'm helping procreate the human race. Uh, yes. My first minister, I mean prime minister, is Boris fucking Johnson. And I've heard it on good authority this day. Uh, Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt, a fucking cunt, a fucking cunt. Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt, a fucking cunt, a fucking cunt. Seriously, Philip, are you sure this is allowed? I mean, it is my speech. You know what? Fuck it. Anyway, and that was all that we uh, heard from the um, smuggled out. Quite illicit footage that um, got uh, uh, hacked out of... I mean, um, borrowed from people in the uh, Buckingham Street. Apparently, it, was, it went very, very blue. This was the polite end of things. She was trying to be nice, but she failed miserably. I mean, she is notoriously one to not give a fuck, but at the same time, she doesn't notoriously... She notoriously doesn't say it. So, yeah, anyway, uh, now on to the um, mixed news part of the show. And ooh, I've got about 6 minutes 20 seconds. So, um, basically, earlier this year, um, the editor decided to hold back some stuff because it was to do with a... Basically, it was a Kira Bell, uh, Bell case um, where a, a woman um, known as Kira Bell um, who was transitioning from childhood uh, to being male and subsequently regretted it, hence the reason why I'm using she, her pronouns, because she is a she, uh, sued in the last over the last year or so for a judicial review of the Tavistock um, tri uh, Gender Identity Clinic, which is the only gender identity clinic in the United Kingdom, uh, in England and Wales anyway, that deals with adolescent uh, trans kids and so on the 8th um, of December the decision was made by the judicial review that Kira Bell was correct in her application and that um, adolescents uh, children below the age of 16 were not Gillick uh, uh, capable of um, basically giving consent to um, having um, sort of hormone blockers prescribed to them. Now, hormone blockers are the thing that you give to adolescents who are experiencing gender identity disorder to basically, it's the pause button for puberty. You basically give it to them and it holds puberty off for a while. It was originally designed for um, precocious puberty cases, which is basically where six-year-olds start going through puberty, which is for various reasons, including the fact that it arrests um, growth at a certain, uh, past a certain point. Not ideal. So what happens is you prescribe um, puberty blockers to them and it basically just pauses things for a couple of years. Now, there is about 20 to 30 years worth of evidence that puberty blockers aren't terribly invasive or damaging in the long term. Although you shouldn't have them for longer than a few years. Essentially, you're not supposed to be on them for like the rest of your life. You're not supposed to be on them for decades. But the whole point for trans children was that it would give a 
a break, a breathing room to explore their gender identity and decide whether they'd want to transition. This is after you go through like oh, a year's worth of therapy in order to do this. This is completely different from what adults go through. It's because it's an earlier one, there's like slight variations. And there's a hell of a lot of tests that you have to go through in order to show that you are suffering from a gender identity disorder and so are eligible for transitioning. However, Kira Bell um, regretted her transitioning because she felt she was forced through it. I can't speak to what happened in her like transition journey. However, all the actual seriously reversible steps, her going on to cross-sex hormones and her having a double mastectomy happened after the age of 16. Uh, she went on hormones at 16 and then when she was a legal adult she had the double mastectomy because that's the process. The High Court have decided that the hormone blockers are part of the same treatment as the cross-sex hormone treatment which they're not. They're designed to be like staggered so the puberty blocker hormones are done first to give the breathing room to decide and then the cross-sex hormones are given later on at 16 when they've made a choice about the gender identity. It's going back against the like the tide of what was going on and is now, hence the reason, basically the High Court gave until the 22nd of December for when they would enforce the judgement, which is the reason why we didn't cover it earlier. So on the 21st, stroke 22nd, the Tavistock and Portman Trust have announced that they're going to appeal, which further postpones the judgment being enforced. This means that people that are already having their puberty arrested and are on basically the under 16s who are going through the already going through it are going to be able to continue but those who are the Tavistock aren't accepting new under 16s for this um, puberty blocking medication that's pretty much the abbreviated version uh, this is again going back against the tide rather it's it's unfortunate because what happens is if the judgment passes and the appeal fails what will then happen is that a court will have to decide for every single trans child um, and will have to give a court order that the child can then go through puberty blockers and then it makes it incredibly more... Co basically, it's an already lengthy process and you're adding uh, probably at least an extra year on to people's transitioning. And the whole point of that kind of tran like thing is it's preventative because it means you get spared a lot of worse dysphoria later in life because you're able to more like quote-unquote naturally transition as your gender it's it's messy it's complicated and it's rather shitty and i'm quite amazed that i managed to do as long as i have on this subject um anyway the point is, is that there is a legal campaign being done to do this i had some more general trans news as a piece of bonus podcast news um, this past week saw um, the announcement that Joko Rowling, this shows dear, dear, dear friend, has been um, nominated by the BBC, noted bastions of um, 
trans rights to, well, receive the Bernard Shaw Award um, for 2020 um, for her lovely, scientifically inaccurate and rather, um, well, hot buttony essay um, called Gender Wars um, in the Summer, which I covered in shows past. Um, this is rather tiring. Um, the award is supposed to celebrate journalism and writing that honours the intellectual and moral virtues pro, um, muscles prose exemplified, which seems a bit peculiar when, well, most of the stated facts in the essay are either false or misleading. Um, in fact, saying it's a um, non-fiction essay is somewhat pushing it. Um, the award is also supposed to um, be uh, have three criteria for um, winning, which is language, which to be fair is quite well written, uh, erudition, which, well, I suppose there is some erudition there. I mean, I find it a bit off at times, but that's just because of the content. Uh, and moral force, which is described as an instinctive and visceral revulsion at injustice, which is a bit peculiar when you're talking about basically an aggressive um, attack against a marginalised group. But apparently this is what the BBC has decided to um, have as one of their nominees for the Russell Prize, which it inaugurated in 2017. Um, this news comes just a week after Ofcom, which is the UK's broadcasting watchdog, called out the BBC's decision to force transgender people making appearances uh, within television programmes to be shown alongside representative of anti-trans pressure groups in order to create the notion of a balanced argument. This had lead, has led to a lot of um, criticism from a variety of quarters, but, well, you can read up on this. Um, suffice to say that um, some people, including, you know, David Leversley, who's the editor of Lifestyle magazine uh, GQ, um, have criticised the BBC quite strongly, saying that they were uh, entirely misinformed, um, her essay was entirely misinformed and factually incorrect, which, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's actually quite a really good Twitter. Um, but yeah, anyway, this is Depress, the um, uh, editor for PGDN, and she's just feeling really, really tired. Uh, the point I'm buffing up at the end, in fact, I'm about to over uh, overextend, so I'm going to have to do a very quick sports news update. So, sports, 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 uh, whilst the ham, um, which is, you know, to my left, uh, managed to draw with some bright on sparky to all. Um, a bunch of livers in a pool managed to beat um, some bromide solution uh, to my left. And a pack of wolves managed to draw with um, Tottenham one all. 
Um, basically, there was a lot of draws, and only Leeds seemed to have won anything. Um, the Welsh Grand National got abandoned after um, some woman called Bella caught Rosa Storm. Oh, sorry, there was a storm that got randomly gendered to Bella, despite the fact that it's a force of nature, not a storm. And the grumpy English, sorry, British person, uh, Andy Murray. Um, I'm mostly saying that because I'm sure he'd be very grumpy to be referred to as English. Was um, given an Australian Open wildcard, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, and the um, Wasps have handed Deacon a defeat uh, in the first league game as um, some kind of sale happened in the interim for the boss. I don't know enough about sport. Um, also, the Browns, uh, I'm assuming the Morning Browns, the Colts and the Ravens are in some kind of playoff hunt in American football. Um, oh, and uh, the Hane's ton puts India in control against Australia in cricket, which, as I previously mentioned, I like, apart from the fact that... Um, um, T20 cricket has gotten rid of the lunch breaks, which, you know, breaks breaks my soul in so many levels. Anyway, uh, that's it for my show. That is incredibly rambling and actually more badly put together than I was hoping for, but better than I feared. So, anyway, that's it for me, and all that is left for me to say is, as ever, bye!